0: All right, and welcome to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm your host, Connor, and I have my co-host, Jayden, here. Yee. And uh, former guest, Calvin. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, and we're going to talk about I Am Sam. This is a... I I, I like that we get to talk about this one, because this is something we, I think, kind of mention throughout a lot of our episodes, is that uh, you know if there are fan comments and if you want something for us to review, like, we'll do it. And so this was actually... This was left as a comment on one of our videos, and we're going to review it now. Shout out, Steve. Yeah, shout out, Steve. Steve. So, So, yeah, so I... Give a little, just like kind of overview of the movie. It's about uh, Sean Penn plays a father with like a mental disability, and it's about basically him raising his daughter, who's played by Dakota Fanning. Um, The woman, the woman that uh, he has the child with, abandons them, kind of moves on. She doesn't, she doesn't want to be with him. She, I think, mentions in the story, she's like, "It was just a place to sleep." And it's fucking awkward. Yeah, it it, is. It really. I mean, and that's the thing. Is like, this is a really. It's a pretty tragic story, but so. He continues raising his daughter. He works at like, uh, like Starbucks, and so he's. I mean, he's just kind of getting by. But it's like the story kind of really takes off, where they've kind of reached this threshold where Sean Penn's character kind of has like the intellect of a seven-year-old, and Dakota Fanning's character is going to like turn eight, or is turning seven. So they. She just turned. She just seven. turned seven in the movie. Yep, yeah. and so it's like you've kind of reached this point where it's like, okay, uh, it's like. She's going to be intellectually like. Superior to him, so it's like who's going to be taking care of who at this point, and it, you can see like in the story, it's just kind of him moving or falling behind Dakota Fanning's character, and then like courts get involved, and so that's kind of like the base of the story, and it's like you know how does this sort of how does this family like kind of deal with it? How does Sean Penn deal with it? What happens to Dakota Fanning, and and it's all the like kind of like other other factors that play a role, like the courts and lawyers and all that stuff. So that's kind of like your basic, I don't know, kind of rundown of the movie. I want to talk. Also, this is directed by uh, Jesse Nelson. I was looking up stuff. He, he mostly just did like TV before this. Uh, he didn't. Mm. This is uh, from what I saw. This was like his first real big movie. Uh, it had a budget of twenty-two million, and it made ninety-seven point eight million in the box office, which is it's not bad. It's surprising to me because, like, I'm not gonna. I mean, I'll, I'll just be honest. Like right off the bat, this is not like a, a top tier movie to me. And you know, and I love the suggestion. And like, we'll watch it for sure. Uh, but this is. It seemed like a a bad way to tell, like, a really important story. And I just – I think a lot of it is just – it's either the the, the filmmaking, like, the actual, like, camera techniques that went into it. super sloppy. And then it's just, like, kind of the way these characters interact with uh, Sean Penn's character and the way they interact with Dakota Fanning's character. It was just, like, a lot of – yeah, I think sloppy or it's just, like, it's not very well thought out, I don't think. And that's what bums me out because I think this is a really – actually an important story that has, like, a really – kind of big implications and it, it matters. Like how do we, how do we determine custody? At what point is it important to have a child raised by the parents? At what point is it not important? At, when is it detrimental? When is it not detrimental? So I think this is like a really important story. I just think it's executed like pretty poorly in this movie, which is bums me out. Cause I, I wanted this to be like done well, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I, I agree with, with everything you're saying. It, it seems like, um, they were going for like a rain man type story, you know, um, the one with Dustin Hoffman. Oh, I was like, isn't
0: that's Sean Penn I in got that, that too? Okay, that's yeah. why I got them confused.
2: Cause <laughs> like, I remember, like, I was like, <laughs> it's right. Dustin Hoffman, and then they mentioned Dustin Hoffman in the movie. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah,
0: I, and Calvin's like, it's too. Sean Penn, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that actually kind of confused me. Yeah, for a second, too. I was like, wait, isn't Sean Penn in that too? No, it is. You're, <laughs> you're right. It is. It isn't. It isn't Sean Penn. But yeah, I think that was the the
1: point. I, I read uh, things that Sean Penn like wanted wanted this film to be uh, Oscar bait. He wanted. Um, this to be the film that really put him into the next class of uh, of um, actors yeah that higher th- echelon that, that higher know? echelon method actor where he was respected across all genres um, just for his incredible dedication to his work I mean that's what's what I feel is so strange about this film is that you have a lot of elements that when you say he worked in TV it makes so much it makes so much more sense because it has the tone of uh, of a television show it has a lot of uh, camera work similar to a television show, right. lighting similar to a television show, music similar to a television show, and those elements then are juxtaposed with an incredible depth of acting from three um, three people, Dakota Fanning, Michelle Pfeiffer, and, and uh, Sean Penn, and they're fantastic. They, in a vacuum, they are wonderful, wonderful performances, but how you actually contrived uh, the dialogue is is really sloppy. It's 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 meant to be like here is this vacuum for this big performance will allow our actor to fill it, but you can see it coming from such a mile away that it's it's a melodramatic way to sell up to set up an amazingly dramatic and well done performance. That's. So that's 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 kind of my take
0: on, yeah, on this film. I think film. you're exactly right. Oscar bait is like a perfect way to put this movie. It's this is like, let's let's bring up some topic that is. Uh, I think I likened it to um, uh, Dallas Buyers Club. We're like that's a that's a, a really charged topic. You know, like AIDS epidemic, and yeah, it and, gives and, you this yeah. landscape to uh, explore
1: deep, um, and until. <laughs> stories that aren't talked about i think that's what's yeah, great about films right. and kind of what's uh, ironic about oscar bait is like well let's look for um stories that people don't know about that are deeply emotionally charged and then we can create a story that everyone wants to see out of it. it's it's, it's almost exploitative in a way because it's become oh a thing. for sure yeah, be- yeah only because it's become a thing like if it were like if it were just like we want to tell stories about um you know uh, these these people groups or uh, demographics that you don't really know about people with AIDS people um, who uh, have gi- different gender expression yeah. all of those and things. And this one's it's like, like yeah. all about mental disability and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and, and, it and is, it's yeah. I think it's an important story. It's something that I'm sure that it needs We need more
0: of, but it that's not the purpose. I do think that about this movie a lot. It I think the way it paints these disabilities is I think exploitative is a good way to put it. I I don't I don't love the portrayals of like kind of these different. Disorders and disabilities and stuff. But. See, I I don't find it
1: exploitative,
0: but I think we'll get into that. I wanted to know what what
2: what Jaden yeah. thought overall about this
3: of the movie.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't like it very much. Um, <clears throat> so I thought I think it's taking advantage of a situation to make money or to get awards, and I just don't. I like, I think there's movies that do it properly and and tell stories like you were saying like like correct and I mean stories like this should be told, but. I think there's a certain point where things are taken advantage of and I think that's kind of what this did.
0: Yeah, no, I that's yeah. that's kind of where I fall on this. It just it, yeah, I just it just feels like a bad way of telling a really important story. Yeah. And that's my that's my issue with it is it's not the content itself. It's like, like or or like, like the like narrative itself. Like you said like
2: Sean Penn Dakota Fanning and Michelle Pfeiffer all do like, I think almost all the actors in this movie do a great job. It's yeah. it's not that. It's I don't know, the whole basis of it just kind of bothers yeah. me a little.
1: It's how they it's how they lead into into the dialogue, the setup that they that they uh, the the context of the story that they're putting in and each little plot point that leads to it is it, it feels clunky and it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense there's a lot of like gotcha moments is what I wrote down it's like yeah like they set it up like the one where um, Turner the opposing counsel is like well when what happens when Lucy goes through puberty like what is he gonna bring any knowledge to these sensitive subjects and the woman's like I yeah or because it was it was the neighbor right or was yeah. it the doctor it's no, uh,
0: no. yeah it's the neighbor's character she's like would any father yeah, have any relevant input on that situation yeah, yeah. and like, he like hang- hung his head like ah, g- got gotcha me. yeah,
1: like, yeah. Like, no, you're so right oh, no. like, but it was like duh dumb but that wasn't that wouldn't have been like a good point for him it was like a general point but the fact that that's the only one that they showed was like
0: it 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 it, cr- it takes away all of the nuance of of wh- what they're talking about in the first place. Yeah. So I want to talk more about the uh, just the look of the movie, like the cinematography, like how it's made. Uh, I I I think I've said this before. I do not enjoy handheld cam or like, this isn't quite shaky cam, but it's like too much of it. Uh, it's like put your camera on a tripod. It, it there's well, only, not even a
1: tripod, like a steady cam. Yeah. Like just there's do so something. many apparatus uh of the apparatus, especially
2: this. in the court scenes like I, it was just so cutty and it's like all yeah. over the place like, every two seconds the camera would change and it was just, it was frustrating and like, kind yeah. of difficult to watch honestly i
0: think it works for one scene where uh the baby's just born lucy's born and uh he's getting diapers for her yeah. and it's like it's 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 a really kind of like it's 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 a, like i felt a lot during that scene yeah I was like, uh, I felt, like, uncomfortable, and, like, the, the camera work kind of helps that. It, yeah. like, lends itself to that because it's, like, it's this handheld cam, and it's bouncing around, and they keep, like, zooming in and out, and it, it, like, kind of, I think for that part, it sort of fit the scene because it's, like, it's uncomfortable filmmaking, and it's an uncomfortable scene. that. Uh, and it, this is me, like, really trying to be, like,
3: yeah, trying to find understand. something to like yeah. about this, but
0: uh, I can't, like, I cannot stand the way this movie is made. I, yeah. it is, it is so hard to watch. And it just it, it dis- it's so distracting from, like, what is taking place, like, actually on screen. Like, it keeps... It does these, like, zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. It reminds me of that movie. This is Jaden's favorite movie of all time. It's like... Uh, was it Jeffrey Who Lives at Home? Jeff Who know. Lives at Home.
2: It's not my favorite
0: movie. Dude, you, talk, you talk about I it. I <laughs> talked about it, like, twice, because you mentioned it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I like yeah, that, that, that movie. That is true. He told me one time yeah. about it, and I just, like, every time... I, I was like, th- they
2: smoke weeds. I, yeah. I like it. Every time, <laughs> uh, every time
0: that movie comes up, I'm like, oh, Jaden's favorite movie, but... But it reminds me of I've that seen it was <laughs> I don't like they do the same it's the same filmmaking technique and it's it's yeah. zoom in, zoom out and it's it's this handheld cam and it's bouncing everywhere and it's t- so distracting. And like
2: it's like in the beginning when he's like separating like the sugars and stuff like that, it seems like a very slow pace of like what they do in uh, like Kingsman. Like cut the camera to everything um, with like all God. the weapons and stuff. It's just like really or slow. Or like pace.
0: Uh, what is it? who's the guy who does like Hot Fuzz?
3: And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like that where guy it's Guy like, Ritchie. Yeah. Those yeah. types of movies it's like, yeah. too.
0: It's like, okay, let's head to the pub and it's like, boom, keys, go. go get <laughs> yeah. them off the counter. And open the door. Hand on the doorknob. Yeah. Open the door. Shut the door. Open the car door. <laughs> hang, keys in the ignition. Boom, boom. Drive, shut drive. Shut the drive. door, yeah. Put you know, foot on the pedal, and then it's like arrive at the pub. It's like I know that if you've seen that movie, you literally know in your in your yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. You that literally seat. played. Like I know that because like that's how those movies are. So that's yeah. actually
1: a very specific technique. Uh, that's um, it's not it's not a very old technique because of um, how cost prohibitive it was to do with the film. Um, it's more. Uh, Recent and it was really popularized by Darren Aronofsky's uh, Requiem for a Dream. It's called hip hop editing. So in a normal feature length film, you'll have somewhere between six hundred and seven hundred cuts. In Requiem for a Dream, you had two thousand, and that is exactly like what this was like. And I think with the thing, like you, when you actually watch a lot of films, there's not a lot of zooms, yeah, uh, just in general. And so when you When you do zooms like that and like the handheld thing, it comes off as, as a family. You know, it's it's the family camera. It's an amateur working a camera for the first time. Like, ooh, zoom in, zoom out, zoom Mm -hmm. in, zoom out. Uh, It's 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 like a novelty, and it plays exactly like that. That's why. And it still isn't a very. It isn't a technique that um, most directors use at all. The only types of zooms that you're really ever gonna get are. dolly zooms and those are the ones where the camera is moving forward at the same time that the 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 zoom lens is zooming out so you get that weird change of depth of perspective like as you it's very unsettling you don't really get a lot of zooms in the first place because it's just we set up we set up the frame with very specific intent it's really hard to keep that when you do zoom you know, dollies and tracking shots, all of those things are a lot easier, especially especially for lighting. Because when you change the zoom, you're actually changing the depth of field. You're changing the lighting as right. well. It's something
0: really, really difficult to control. So film generally <coughs> isn't made that way. That's why I agree with Jaden when he said that this movie looks sloppy. And it, that's a really good way to describe it is it looks like kind of like... Oh, dad, holding the camera—you know, filming the family at you know the family reunion or something. It feels like that, and yeah. it feels like someone messing around with the camera. All and the I time. Think,
1: and I think that's the point actually, because the, this, especially in like the first quarter, where he keeps, where he's playing around with uh, Lucy, you know, in the park. Yeah. You know, like it, it's it. It almost feels like that. The whole the whole first quarter of the film basically feels like a '90s music video. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> not wrong, dude. You're so right. Um, it's. And and like because the, there's a couple more reasons on top of that. Did Man, you notice? Know what do you
2: think th- of when you think of 90s music videos?
1: I think of post uh, production slow mo. I
2: just think of like, okay. like Biggie Smalls. Thank like you Tupac. for saying so that. It's very different. I'm like, I, there's no like th- th- strippers in this. Like, <laughs> I I, I, <laughs> I wrote that down. Like uh,
0: the they get into like a Lucy. What, what is Sean uh, Sam? The name of the name of the movie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sam uh Sam and Lucy they get in like a, a pillow fight at one point and it's all like this weird slow mo. Like yeah. you said, like post production slow motion. And I'm like, what I wanna is I wanna say what's happening here. I wanna like, say in the first
1: in the first and why I say specifically in the first quarter of the film is that's the only time that they do the slow mo, it's the only time they do those freeze frames too. Right. Almost always after those um those uh post production slow mos um they end on a freeze frame. But yeah, it's yeah. just like it's it, so
0: odd and it's so jarring, yeah I think. It's weird. Yeah,
1: and the reason it doesn't work is because it—you can tell that it's post-production because there are programs that will make slow mo for you in a video editor, but you can't add frames that aren't there. So all it does is it tracks pixel to pixel where they move in a computer program and just adds the blur lines. Right, right. it's, It's. Ah, it's so it was it's very. Like it was very evident uneasy. to me that this was this was yeah. something.
0: This was something that was done, like you said, like post production. Like this was not. I think when it was originally filmed, it was not the intent, because otherwise they would have just filmed it with like a, a higher frame rate. That way they could actually slow it down. Um, it was very clear that this was like a. I don't know. Maybe it's a studio thing. Maybe it's a executive producer thing but it, i don't think it was the vision of the director to be like we'll do this in slow-mo but we'll just do it in the worst way possible like i don't <laughs> think that that was the intent i wouldn't so. be surprised like it almost feels like you know like a ken burns documentary
1: when it's talking about like you're talking about like uh dramatizing like documentary footage right or, or like photos like that's that's kind of the quality that this is it's I'm, I,
0: I like that you bring up it's like a 90s music video it, i actually i the, one of the reasons i kind of i really like this recommendation to watch it is it did take me back because I I don't know that I've seen a, we we were, we're kind of talking about like '90s nostalgia like uh, before we started recording and it's like this dude this movie really kind of took me back to kind of like the whole '90s look because I mean I know this comes out like uh, like two thousand one yeah but it's clearly a part of you know it's you're coming off the tail end of the 90s it's same difference yeah it feels uh, the same yeah. thing very
2: pretty early 2000s was there's a starbucks culture. on every corner yeah
0: it was yeah i, I did like watching this cuz it made me feel like oh man cuz i was i was a kid in the 90s and yeah, was, I mean, it made me feel like i was watching like oh it's like yeah. this is what i grew up with so yeah. I, I do like this for that reason it i got a little i got a little nostalgia you know going on during this movie it just i, w- I just wish it delivered that nostalgia in a better way <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and the other reason i call it a 90s uh, pop music video is because the the music the soundtrack especially in the first quarter especially again it feels oppressive so do I we want to hate wanna, it do we want to <laughs> move on so we're moving on from the look i think do we want to talk about the score of this yeah I, I like i have this whole section of style like all yeah. of this lends to the same, to yeah, the same right. point yeah you're
0: oh, right it is it, I think it's tough to like listen to this movie. I think the score is terrible. I mean,
2: how many yeah. how many films are just gonna overuse the Beatles in like their in their projects? I just don't get it, and I, I not, don't like it, and I, it's so frustrating that it happens all the time, and uh, it's annoying. Yeah, and it's not even the Beatles. It's just all <laughs> covers. They're like not good, and yeah. like I don't like any of it. Yeah, they and couldn't. And they then couldn't they, they couldn't meant, get the and the like the way you saw like, oh, people think Lucy in the Sky and Diamond is, is like named after a drug. It is. It literally stands for LSD. That's what it's named after. Yeah. You named your daughter after uh the, the other thing i think st- about st- is st- <laughs> if you listen <laughs> to I'm our you know, upreview yeah
0: the the upreview the music i found for it like i literally just searched for like happy music yeah and it's like it's that same thing like that's what goes on throughout this whole movie it's just like it's sort of like this sort of uh it gets you to feel a certain way because we're just gonna bash you over the head with like oh it's fun little guitar music with like a little and then there's all this like uh like flute music this little pipe it's like yeah and it's like how did it go again you can listen to (laughs) listen to the listen to the the recording after he releases Uh, but it's like everything about the soundtrack to this is it it, it, first of all it feels like it never really fits it's always just kind of happy tones to kind of make you feel like hey remember this is like supposed to be kind of a joyful movie yeah that's what that's what i'm saying it's like the tone of this movie we'll get into it more that's my problem is like it's like they have this serious subject matter, and they're trying to tell, like, a real story, but the tone of this movie doesn't fit it at all. Yeah, not at and the beginning. And part, part of that is the score. Like, the score does not fit the tone of this
1: Yeah. at all. Yeah, and it's very, like, it undercuts the drama, and then it also Absolutely. ham-fisted throws, like, um, like you got to hide your love away. Or, like, the one when he j- jumps on the subway train, the, the song that plays right there is... Oh yeah, like literally, like Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Right. Like picks up like big right there, and it's Sounds just beautiful. Like, oh, thank you. I, I can't wait to listen to that later and cringe. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's like his wife, you know, her girlfriend just left him with uh, an infant, and we're on an acid trip journey now, boys. Let's, yeah, it's so like, odd. That's that's how it felt, and it was like, wow, this is like this is serious and sad, and like it's almost like. A bit, but it's okay because um because he's has autistic tendencies, this isn't as serious for him as everybody else. He's on a, a fun journey
0: now, loving life and loving and his still daughter. my baby little ham yeah. it's just yeah i I think that every time any music plays in this it's like it's it's so out of place it has this movie i think the biggest problem this movie has no idea how to tell its story, and yeah. it's just it it is it is all over the place with like kind of trying to set up tension or it's trying to set up it uses music to, like, set the scene, but the music it's using doesn't fit the scene at all. And it's this is kind of, I, I, I mean, I think the best scores, like, it, I'm not saying you don't notice they're there, but, like, they always complement what's going on. And I think when you have a bad score, it's really easy to see because it's like it's distracting from what's going on. And that's how I would describe this score is it's very distracting from every scene because it doesn't seem to fit or make sense with any of it.
1: Yeah. And so the reason that all of these Beatles songs are actually in here is because they they, when they were doing a lot of their research and they were um, meeting with um, uh, I think they went to like a specific home. That's actually where they met Brad and Joe, the actors that play versions of themselves and. I, call, I wrote them down as the posse the whole time, like his little his his friend group. No, yeah, about um, the
2: dude with the mustache, real quick, about his friend group that's in the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, and then I, just never see him again. Yeah, I don't know if anybody saw that. Like the first video night, like there's one dude at
1: the right at the end of that scene. He says something about Lucy being smart, and then like I watched when I watched it a second time, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, like <laughs> you're not in the rest of this movie. Why are you here? <laughs> and I thought that was that was kind of a trip. But the reason that they have Beatles uh, and everything is when they were meeting these people and talking. With these people, and Sean Penn was doing a lot of um, studying for method acting. He they encountered a lot of them that that they knew all about the Beatles. They loved the Beatles. They loved Beatles lore, and they knew all about the Beatles. And I think it it's it's so cool that they incorporated that as an idea, as nods, but they made it a technique. They made it like a significant portion of the film. They also made it like in some ways like this is like this is dialogue this is diegetic sound in some ways right, right. even though it's a score and nobody's listening to it the the, the words are meant to convey. are meant to literally be what's on screen and it's it's kind of juvenile to think that like right. i remember making films like that when i started like i i made them literally representational of the music and it's 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 lazy filmmaking <sighs> it's it's not When you're used to making film and understanding how to say things without, like, literally saying them in the most weird, backwards way, you move away from those techniques really quickly.
0: Um, Yeah, I I don't love the score to this. I just think
2: this whole movie is kind of lazy and that just represents it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, if so they just kept like
1: like how Sean uh, Sean Penn or how Sam talks in like Beatles parables, basically, you know, that's, yeah, that's and not
2: cool. not use the music all the time. It's fine. yeah, or not yeah.
1: even use any of them except for maybe one like one if
0: time, to, like the credit
2: scene, like have Lucy the sky. Actually, like,
1: so, what, what is, is yeah. the yeah. Yeah. what is or the, like a piano version yeah.
0: of it? What is the part where he talks about he's like or imagined by John the, Lennon? Like that makes sense. <laughs> what is the situation he's in where he talks about like how it's not Yoko Ono's fault that broke up the Beatles? And so it, I don't that know. was that was the first
1: I I I wrote that one. That was like. That was one mo- one moment that got me. I actually think that that's a good scene, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, you know, there's a lot of... Film uh, of uh, scenes in this film that got me like emotionally, and I'm not sure if it's just because I'm getting old or like lately I right. just feel everything. I mean, yeah, I
2: cried a couple of times, but kind of why? Yeah, <laughs> so like, and that's what's
1: so weird. Like those these moments are there for yeah. sure, but that's so what, what that's it was what, that's is what's
0: like, so confusing about this movie is because it's like it's almost it's like almost good. Yeah, I like, feel it a lot, and yeah. then it's like, and then it's like, oh my god, and, and then it's like immediately I'm just like, oh, this is like, it's terrible to look at, it's terrible to listen to, but then it's like, yeah, they have these great scenes, and I'm like, like I. I want to talk more about the diaper scene later because that's what yeah. that, like really got me. But what, it, sorry, so, can you explain what's happening? Yeah. So, too? so
1: what's happening there is, um, it's when, uh, he's meeting with the principal and the teacher. And it's the first time we see the, the really obvious photo that, um, or drawing that Lucy's done where she's much bigger than Sam in her oh. picture of her family. Yeah. And they're talking about, um, you know, I can't remember exactly how it came up, but it was like, have we, um, have you talked to um i don't really remember now but it it was basically like um uh foster family like that was right right right. that was the first time where this started coming up like maybe sam you're not you're not equipped to raise her and he was like he couldn't i like the parable um the the beatles parables as a way of creating a character because it's like how do how this this person interacts with the world is thinking of parallels to um Thing, events in the beatles lives right right and for him it was like uh oh yeah it's you know it's it wasn't yoko's fault john john wanted to do other things yeah and yoko didn't do that you could hear it on the white album and there's like a lot of like it's 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 a lot of like in what makes pixar good and we've talked about those before they're loaded lines that they're not overly obvious and they're subtle enough that you still that you still pick everything up but you're not you're not being he- spoon-fed it
0: yeah no i i actually that's why i brought it up because i actually like that scene like, like i feel like we're just bashing this movie and i don't want to be like because it does have good stuff in it and that's one of them i was like i feel the same way it's like yeah i got i got like feelings during that and i think if mm-hmm. you can make me feel feelings and i think you're doing well as a filmmaker because that's the point of that scene is to you know convey some kind of message and i think they got that across i want to talk about uh so if we're moving away from kind of look at the movie and the way it sounds and everything, uh, just scenes that maybe we can all think of like a couple scenes we liked. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have a whole section yeah. of the humor because I think the humor is fun here. Yeah, like I said, there's there's plenty yeah. of stuff. There's, so, there's plenty
2: of stuff. I had a couple of laughs and a couple of cries. The emotion the motion aspect, of this movie is good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, the the scene where he's so Lucy's just been born, dwar- just been born. He's getting the diapers for her because it's like this terribly awkward scene where he's like trying to pin like a like a like a cloth diaper to her. And he uses, like... <laughs> he. I think it looks more like a T-shirt, even. I don't even know what it is. I was but thinking, I mean, like, an apron. Like, it could be anything. It's like terribly yes, awkward. Yeah, exactly. And he, t- he tries to pin it to her to together with, like, you know, like those little... A Hertz button. Yeah, like a button, yeah. yeah. And it falls off her, and it's just, it's just like, it's so, like, I was so uncomfortable watching the beginning of this movie, especially once Lucy's born, and he's taking care of Lucy. And he's, like, in the in the grocery store or whatever. He's trying to buy diapers. And this is a part where I think, like, the handheld cam and kind of it moving around a lot, like, kind of lent to the kind of uncomfortable feeling that that scene is kind of supposed to convey. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't really know what he's doing. He, he – he, the baby won't stop crying, and, and he, you know, he ends up getting his neighbor for help. But I was, like – it was like I'd been holding my breath. I was relieved when they skipped forward in time and Lucy was no longer an infant because yes. it was so uncomfortable to watch someone who's so ill-equipped to care for a baby. yeah continue to do it and I was like if this is the whole movie like this is like I mean like I felt it like in my chest I was like this is so uncomfortable it is bad which I think the reason I felt uncomfortable was because like Calvin said like all the performances are good like I I was convinced that Sean Penn like was actually portraying someone who had a mental disability and like yeah and it it made me so uncomfortable to watch so like I said like I think that yeah that there's plenty of knocks against this movie the performance especially in that scene like really made me feel like gross watching I was like oh please Please let this be over. Yeah. Which to me is like kind of the point. It was huh. the it, I think it conveyed it really well, and it when they moved when they moved on to when Dakota Fanning's character is like a an adult like not an adult when she's like seven. I was like thank God because I can't take any more of this infant stuff because it it made me feel like oh my gosh like this is so uncomfortable and that's because like the performances were so good.
2: Yeah. Huh. I, I get you. The like, there was a lot of uncomfortable. I think even after she was aged, I was still very uncomfortable. You're right. Yeah, just like the, like, I just like like with her help, with him helping her with her schoolwork, and like just the fact that she had like that weird hammock bed thing. Like it was just
0: right. Oh my I, gosh. Yeah. Right. None of it.
2: Like like I mean the very like I think it's the second note that I took. I was like, okay, so he shouldn't have a child. Right. Like I just don't think that that's there should be somebody stepping in like right when this kid's born to do I something. T- yeah, and, I totally get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, back to things we like
2: um <laughs> it's, i do like like i like that aspect of the movie i think it makes a good point like it's a big plot like a big mm-hmm. part of the plot of the movie i think they executed it well. okay yeah, yeah i see
1: i see that's yeah that's i felt like i i guess tone like i was like oh no we, we hate more still we found No, yeah here. yeah um but no like um i'd say i'm like uh my favorite is um one of the uh one of the um characters of the posse I don't it's the only name that I don't remember but it's the the paranoid dude he's awesome oh he's so he's so funny he has some really he says he has
0: like ptsd or because don't they mention that he was in the military or something doesn't he talk about being in a war and that's why he's paranoid I don't know I don't remember that one I don't remember them saying why he had anything (coughs) maybe I made that up I don't know I think I, I thought they mentioned something I thought he mentioned something about the government or the army or something and and so from then on I just assumed that he was like PTSD and like that was like kind of his like shtick, like his disability.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> well,
0: but yeah, my I, my I, bad. <laughs> Maybe I'll find out. We'll 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 figure it out. Uh, but yeah, my favorite
1: um, my favorite part with him is uh, when um, Rita is interviewing all of them to uh, to see how they would perform as witnesses, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You didn't say anything <laughs> about a tape recorder. Like, no, it's I'm just." She, she, he's like, who's going to be, who's listening? Uh, well, me. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. We didn't say anything that. about a tape recorder. And she's like, well, I mean, sometimes it's, it's necessarily, well, now I need to talk to my lawyer. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. that
2: That's maybe the most comical part of the movie. I yeah. I love that scene too. Yeah.
1: And yeah. it's the perfect, um, where you cut on humor, uh, lines is really important to, to drive home the, the um, the effect of it. And that one, that's, that was
0: one edit that I was like, oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. That worked perfectly. That yeah. That's a, right that's a really edit. good scene. I, and like what she's talking to the one guy who like remembers every movie and the date it came out and she yeah. like she like it's almost like the the lawyer uh, uh Michelle Pfeiffer's character Rita she's like so over interviewing these these guys because like they they never give her the information she actually wants and yeah. she's like kind of like oh my god let me just get through this which is kind of how she is the first time she meets Sam when he's seeking counsel it's kind of the same way cuz she's like more concerned with uh, the next appointment she has or a phone call that's yeah. coming in and She's she pretty much brushes him off like right away.
2: Oh my god! And like how she's interviewing those awful parents who neither one of them want custody or whatever. Oh my god, that's that's insane. That's, what I'm saying. That.
0: that's like, yeah. It's like it's so weird to me. It's like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think this movie it tries to it tries to tell a story, and I, I think it's I think Calvin Calvin had mis- mentioned like it's like kind of ham fisted. Yeah. Uh, where it's like it's clearly that. Sam wants to have custody of his daughter, and he'll do anything it takes, even though he's, like, overcoming this disability. And then in the very next room is, is a couple that, like, don't even want their kid. It's like, yeah. okay, like, I get the message. Like, don't. That's actually,
1: you know. and that's actually uh, the theme throughout the whole film. Um, you know, the the one dad, um, uh, Connor's dad, is like, you know this stuff, Connor. Right, yeah. And he talks about, like, yeah, I think he could make that that child feel better. And neither of you wants wants custody, that couple, which was kind of
0: yeah. was a, goofy. I think I that's the. Like, um, it's like a little over the top I think trying to point out how good he is at being a dad like cause yeah he, is. he has no faults yeah. is basically what the film says and, but then, and then like, they surround him by characters who are bad at it to yeah. kind of really drive home the fact that like he's good and then the fact that now his daughter's being taken away from him it's like it's kind of like this this, this built in like kind of loop of uh, you know let's like of sympathy for him and so yeah. how could this how could this bad thing be happening to him because we've clearly seen throughout the whole movie how good he is and how bad other parents are to kind of reinforce that that, that sense of like Uh, you know how great a dad he is yeah yeah and
1: what's and so same thing with rita and willie but then you get the foster family and they're really nice they're really loving and caring but the film vilifies them because they're um you know they're bad they're trying to take lucy away despite the fact that they're giving her all of these wonderful things they're the only people in the in the film that you can be like oh yeah they would they would be they're a nice couple they would they would raise a decent person Because they are decent people. That's Laura Dern, right? Yeah, uh, Laura Dern and whoever the hell she's married to. The guy's (laughs) on screen for 30 seconds. Yeah, he says, Give us, yeah, uh, easy easy there, Sam. Something like that. It's it's, it's completely pointless. So, on your point
2: point there, she delivers this line when he brings her back after Dakota Penning runs away to his apartment because he'd moved in close to them. And she's like, "Give me my daughter," and like she sounded so rude, but it was like so unnatural, and like it didn't yeah. feel like it belonged there at all. I'm like she doesn't seem like the kind of person who would act like that. Like
1: yeah, well, and she says, "Give me, give me my daughter," and then uh, "Give me Lucy." Like yeah. Like it was like, oh, I've I've misspoken because she's not. But having. yeah, it felt
2: so unnatural to me. It's yeah. Just,
1: yeah. Well, almost all of Laura Dern stuff feels really, really unnatural. Like, yeah. And like, not even like her acting can save it because it's. It's so over the top. There's that one like where he shows up with the with the dogs, and she's like, "Sam, you're early," and he, she's going off on him, and she's she's like, "You know what? What are you doing here? Like you you left, and you, you know you're like that's why we have scheduled vi- visits because you're trying to come back now, and yeah. you know you you were absent." And uh, she's like, "I will, you know, I will do everything in my power to keep uh, that little girl from getting hurt again." And it's just like the way they framed that, they have her face on the left hand side and like the the house is in the background and they keep like zooming in and out and I was like, Man, this is like give her a mic <laughs> and uh Right. And she starts growling. You got a pretty good black metal music
0: video going <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I uh you guys talk about how you think it's unnatural. I, I the scene at the it's towards the end where Laura Dern and Sam are talking and he has Lucy and he basically he's like asking he's like will you help me like can I can I keep her will you help me like that's the scene that I think is it works like I thought that I thought that yeah she, I, I think she's good in it uh, Sean Penn's good in it and I, I think that that that's a really that's another one of the that's so what I'm saying. This this movie, it, it like it has a couple like good heartfelt scenes that are emotionally charged so, and they really work. And I think that's one of them. But then it has it has all this other stuff in yeah, the way of it. Like, yeah, so like
2: that scene feels like supernatural and like 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 pleasing to me because that seems like who Lord Durn's character is. Someone who's going to you said supernatural. Yeah. I think you meant it, man. Yeah, like it was very super, natural. It was very, very natural. natural. Okay, you said not, supernatural. almost like... like mystical or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, that was just. It was, yeah. I know what you meant. The way you said it, it was
0: really funny, though. <laughs> but like, and
2: like, so that's that's what I'm saying. It's like that part right there feels right to me, and like her being villainized. For the rest of the movie just doesn't seem correct. I'm like, she's literally just trying to help out this kid, and this yeah. movie's trying to make her the bad guy. It makes yeah. no sense.
1: And we're supposed to care about Rita, who is scum for most of the film like she's literally like a very the, bad mom yeah, the, <laughs> yeah and the very stereotypical lawyer
0: type i'm only looking out for myself yeah. she's uh, like got dope house though she's uh, aw- so i think dope. <laughs> i'm not saying michelle pfeiffer is bad that character is terrible i i um, I, I have a lot of problems and i want to get into earlier just kind of how they treat these people with mental disabilities but if we have more fun scenes we can do that first
2: i mean i just, i really enjoy the scene where she kicks the jelly beans. I thought that was great. That is like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's one
0: of like the humanizing, sweet moments that she yeah. has because she tells her son, she's like, "I picked out, I, I got a bag of like the lemon jelly beans." She's you like, but it's just, it's just her herself picking the lemon jelly she beans. She grabs that yeah. handful, puts them in her pocket. She yeah. does that a couple times. She puts different candy in her pocket, and she's okay. Slam so, and marshmallows. So, so that's what yeah.
1: I wanted to talk about. One of the other things I really like, and again, this goes in, uh, along with how they made Sam um, as a as a character. They made him speak in um, uh, Beatles parables. It's heavily implied but not said that she has an eating disorder.
0: Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I mean either. Can you yeah. elaborate more on that? So, that's interesting.
1: So she's, she grab, she takes she just grabs a whole handful of jelly beans after she, like, grabs one and eats it, and then she just grabs all of them. Yeah. She is running up the stairs, like, got to, my heart rate's at 120, Sam. Got to get up to 125, or it doesn't mean anything, or it doesn't matter. Um, She is, let's see, where.
2: What what other things She does eats she just do? crazy fast every time she eats anything. He literally food. says that. Yeah. He says,
1: Why do you eat so fast? And then like two scenes later, like, Oh, you're eating slower. That's good. Yeah. Good to chew. Um, she has an omelet, white eggs, no oil, no butter, no fat. Right. Extra okay, mushrooms. Yeah. Yep. After uh, she, then,
2: right after she tells Sam to not be impossible, cause yeah, I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. And that's then she's really good.
1: Also, thats a really good thing to bring yeah, up. Yeah, and then like she's that. also uh, binging the marshmallows when she's so um, upset about Willie. right? Okay, because okay. like so, food and that control—that th- I mean, th- that's what eating uh, eating disorders really are. Right. It's when you're out of control, this is what you can control, and it's it's other parts of uh, of self expression and. Um, you know self-worth those types of things they play in but that's how they manifest and so that's why it's it's one of those nice things it's not over it's not over the top N- i no,
2: very of you, subtle i never even i didn't yeah that's why
0: all. i'm glad you brought it up that's why i wanted to elaborate on it because i didn't catch that and that that's a cool little like kind of wrinkle into this movie yeah yeah it's kind exactly. of like because the movie is mostly about sam and his disability and how he's dealing with that in in real time but then it's like even people who you don't kind of suspect have a disability, and, and it's like she's dealing with her own thing too. So that's mm-hmm. that's a good way to do. it. It's like you know, not only is it this character, it's like everyone kind of has something they're dealing with. So it's, yeah. a, that's that's a cool wrinkle. I yeah. like that. Annie's agoraphobic. Because she doesn't. She said that she hasn't left her house in twenty. Um, oh, okay, right, like right, right. Years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah, like everyone I has their like kind of own yeah. thing in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she doesn't even uh, the n- the neighbor. Um, yeah, Annie. Annie. Yeah. She yeah. She's the one who doesn't leave her house, and she was doing the piano lessons for Lucy and everything. And She's, like, actually kind of the character witness that the lawyer really wants, and it's, like, kind of a dramatic tension, I guess, in the film where it's, like, she won't do it, she won't do it, and then she finally arrives, and she totally, like, just, like, crushes that prosecuting lawyer, uh, Turner. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like who lost his toupee? That one yeah. Japanese. I, do, I mean, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like that that whole thing where she's answering all of his questions. They're all like real softballs. Like it's yeah. Of course, of I course, she's lo- yeah.
1: I literally wrote that. Like that's like to the uh, the fistedness with some of
0: the um, the setups is like you're we literally like lobbing softballs. Yeah, so, like, of, of course she's gonna crush these questions with the great answer. I think the writers again, like Jane said, are, I think they're lazy at this point. They're like they basically all they needed they had the dialogue for her, her to say and they're like okay how do we get that question that way she can crush this and yeah. and, and it could have been more well done i think yeah but, and but, what's what's yeah. weird is they did set it up well
1: you know they set up turner as as being a very human and
2: caring character yeah, his, like, his line about uh like about Michelle Pfeiffer being there just for like like f- to talk about in like a lunch meeting or whatever, but yeah. he's there and like he actually cares because he doesn't want to see the kid back in the courtroom. Really I like again. what I like that line a lot. He's yeah. like
0: he's like you're here for an, an, award, a, a, an award at he's a like, luncheon. Yeah. He's like I'm the one who sees the kids come back. So like I actually think his his character is pretty close to maybe the an actual how an actual person would
3: act. Yeah. yeah, well,
1: and then they and then they basically um, he's toothless the whole rest of the the film. Mm-hmm. You know, he like, like 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 his entire defense is basically like you know can Sam you know how can Sam add can Sam multiply like, like do you even math bro like that's yeah, <laughs> like, you're right <laughs> like that's like you couldn't raise a kid up to age seven but now math is is more important than like. Right. Like like that's the reason that's, you can't be a he father. He says that
0: cuz he he's like okay so you're you're good being a father this way but, but what happens when she needs geometry? I was like you know how many parents like uh fully functioning parents like don't know geometry? Like yeah. I, I I'm I'm saying like uh, so I was homeschooled and my mom helped me with geometry but she was also like reading the book with me. I mean everyone needs to get like that you kind of got to jar your memory and literally literally relearn it. They would have
3: an
2: entire show about this ran for years with Jeff Foxworthy the Yeah, exactly. Saying, are you smarter than a fifth grader? And, like, nobody was because yeah. kids are smart as shit. Yeah. yeah, and because that's why we have an education system is
1: because we have appointed someone to that role. Yeah. We have like books the, for those reasons. The whole that thing about, like, how, more. like,
2: it would be hard for him to find a tutor. Most public schools supply tutors and things like that. Yeah. Just, it just so, doesn't make sense. It was yeah. so odd to me.
0: Especially, yeah, his geometry line, like, oh, are you going to help her with geometry? It's like, well, I mean, like, most parents are I, – I, I mean, I'm I'm going through college now, so like I have, I am studying, like I, I I'm in school, so like I know this stuff. But like years from now, like oh, am I gonna like remember everything I learned? No. no. When when I'm a parent, I'm absolutely gonna need to like. Double check and research before I like help my kid out with stuff. So I thought that was such a weird line. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like no one knows it. it yeah, and, and he's he's knocking him for he's knocking Sam for all this stuff that he doesn't know. It's like most parents already don't know that. Yeah, it's so odd. Yeah, and it's 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 not. And even with that line, he
1: still makes more sense. And that was actually I read a couple of reviews from the time uh, Roger Ebert wrote. Um, his final line of his review is: "You can't have a story." about heroes and villains where the villains are the only ones making sense right
0: right
2: well i mean and the the thing is about the the courtroom but they bring up all these like these things like well she's gonna be smarter than you i think we should
0: do we just want to do courtroom talk because i think there's a lot of good stuff that takes place so i think we should let's this whole section let's just talk about what goes on in the courtroom because i think there's good stuff in in those scenes
2: That's like what i was gonna say is that they bring up all these things like like she's gonna be smarter than you and all this i just feel like there's like like, way, like, different aspects, like, are more serious than that, that, like, would cause problems. Like, what happens if she, like, hurts herself and, like, you need to get her to the hospital? Like, what do you know how to take care of that? Um And, like, there's, like, there's, like, sort of, like, she can trick you. Like, she obviously tricks him into, like, abducting her, basically. Right. Like, she yeah. can trick him into doing, like, basically whatever she
0: wants, like,
2: her whole life.
0: Yeah, they keep yeah. referring to it as a kidnapping. Yeah. It's, like...
1: <laughs> yeah, it's more like an adult napping. Yeah, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about is... uh they do an interview with someone, this woman who ends up becoming a doctor, and it's played by uh, Mary Steenbergen, who we all know. is She's the mom in... Uh,
1: 2008 Step Brothers. Step Brothers, which is funny because <laughs> it's like... That's her it, claim to fame.
2: Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, it's funny. She's been in like, a lot of other stuff, too, but yeah. that's that's how I recognize her.
0: Yeah, as soon as she popped on the screen, I was like, oh my God, she's so young in this. Like, yeah. I was like, and I had to look up. I was like, I know she's in something. Like, What is it? And I you know, I did my research, and she's in Step Brothers. Uh, but she talks about because she's being, she's, like, on the stand, and she's being uh, cross-examined by the two lawyers, and she talks about how, you know, she became a doctor, and she worked really hard for this, and her mom, who is disabled as well, like, has a mental disability, um, was kind of, like, her drive to, like, become, you know, successful, and then the other lawyer, Turner, kind of interjects he's like well wasn't it really your grandparents who raised you
1: yeah you lived with you was it fair to say since you lived with your grandparents wasn't it fair to say that they were doing most of the parent work
0: yeah and you know what is one thing that's weird about that scene is she keeps she tries like three times to say that her mother raised her and it keeps getting cut off and i don't i don't know if that's on purpose it was
1: it was meant to create this kind of chaotic like you know the system is trying to keep us down like but we we'll get out. We'll we'll because the, the, the that scene ends when um she he calls uh Rita to the bench and reprimands her for for talking over and making um dumb points and irrelevant points because he he she called out um Turner's um mother-in-law living with them right and and she uh you know gets called to the bench by by the judge to be reprimanded for yeah. anything that's immaterial to the case and um. I don't actually remember her name but um in the in the show but the one who's being
0: uh Mary Steenburgen Yeah, Mary Steenburgen. I don't actually game. know her name. Yeah. Either. Uh, and she's like she's let... kind of a quick character that's in yeah. now so I don't actually remember either.
1: Yeah, but she's like finally let the record show my mother. Yeah,
0: she keeps saying that.
1: And well and then right then um it cuts to uh Rita um, with her arms crossed, like, girl power, power right. pose type thing. Like, yeah, see, we, we got it.
0: We stuck it to him. I almost we thought made a better point. I almost thought it was, like, bad editing because I thought that maybe they had filmed the scene where she says, let the record show, and she finishes the line, and then like they did the take a couple more times and just put a bunch of different takes together that's yeah. why i thought it was like really awkward cuz i think it's edited it is it edited is bad. really
1: weird it is bad editing you're absolutely right and i think they they did it on purpose
0: yeah i think it's odd i like the message that she's getting across and i like that they have her in the scene to explain that like you know even though my mother had a disability she still is the one who was my primary like caretaker I just think it's edited really awkwardly.
1: Yeah, but it's also like the the fifth time that they've said this exact sentiment. Like, all you need is love. All you, you don't need to be a competent love parent. Is all you need. Yeah, yeah. All you need to do is be present. You know, and how we contrast that with uh with Rita, like you know, being a great provider um but not being present. You know, like you, you need both. Like it's it can't it can't be one or the other. Yeah. But to say that you know love is the only thing, um is is kind of childish.
0: Which is it yeah. Is. There's another scene. Um, they're questioning. I think it's it's one of the counselors who was played a role in like having Lucy removed from like Sam's custody.
1: The this sp- I think she was actually either a psychiatrist or a psychologist specifically for Sam. Yeah, because
0: she sits in on like some of the the uh, visitation stuff, so she's involved in this mm-hmm. case. And th- dude, it's so awkward. Uh, again, it's like uh, Rita is cross examining her, and she brings up like. Uh, kind of like her home life and very personal things that's going on. Like yeah. gets her to cry. And oh, Sam yeah. even mentions it. He's like, you shouldn't have made her cry. And the lawyer's like, no, that's good for us. But it's like, it's, it's like a really, I think it's a really awkward scene and it's kind of, it doesn't like fit. Again, this movie is tonally doesn't know what it is. It doesn't fit the tone of the movie. It's a very weird scene. That I think that did shouldn't be in it should not age
1: well. Like, and it yeah. did not age well. I think that was like, I, I laughed the first time she, she said it because, like, have you ever made mistakes? Mistakes that are huge, m- mistakes that made you feel like you're. Oh, I
2: was talking about her like son OD'd. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. she didn't,
1: she hadn't said it yet. Like, she, oh. it's, it's before that she says the OD. Have you ever made mistakes that make you feel like you're retarded? And I laughed because I was like, that's, you can't say that. Like, it's, I can't even imagine yeah. someone back then in, in the 2000s saying that as, like, a respectable point to make that wouldn't be insinuated as being um, badgering the witness or attacking them. That's like, what those, I thought, Those yeah. things, it wouldn't have flown back then even whether or not that, that term was more accepted in, in
0: uh, common language. That They use that word really cavalier in this movie, which yeah. is shocking, which is why I think it's sort of, uh, I talked earlier about how I think it's kind of exploitative and it kind of, they use like this disability as a way to kind of sell the film because they're really like they're not very sensitive to, like, w- the actual disability. They're not very sensitive to the people around it, and they, they throw this terminology around it. Like, I get I get that this movie came out 20 years ago, and you could say things like that, and it was more widely accepted, but it's still, it's like, if you're trying to tell a story that's sort of supposed to make you sympathize with, like, these, these disabilities and make you kind of uh, feel for these characters, they use terms that, e- e- even back then, you shouldn't have been saying. Like, it, they're, like, yeah, they, they say retard very cavalier and like there's a scene where Rita says it like to Sam's face like they're going up the stairs yeah. yeah and they're gonna like do the all the interviews with his friends and stuff like character witnesses and like she says that like to his face and I, yeah. I, it's like I think it, it did not age well is a very good way to describe the dialogue in this movie especially uh, surrounding like mental disabilities I was like I was kind of shocked by how willy nil they were with like what they said I, I was I was very surprised yeah but then like yeah then the,
1: to the point that she brings up the the woman's OD as relevant it's not it's not relevant at all just because you can have those okay so so my i don't know if i want to say this now or get or get to the end but like the, the message of this film is makes this false equivalence between people with disabilities and people who make mistakes people who are well equipped for parenting but still make mistakes but single mistakes don't make them good or bad parents. They just make them human. And the movie is trying to play on the fact that we can all sympathize with making mistakes to argue that Sam is a competent enough father. Right. Like, I, that, that's, that's the problem I have. It's like, oh, yeah, like, why don't, you know, you can always think of a time that you've made a mistake. And, you know, that's why he should have full custody of a child that he's not equipped to have. Like, that, right. it doesn't it doesn't work. And the the moment, like, you, you can feel that, and the moment you think about it a little bit too long, it's like, what what are they even, how are they coming to this conclusion? Like, how did they come to this rationally before they wrote the film?
0: Yeah. Do we want to talk about, I guess, problems we have? I think we had, we, right. have, we have good insights. I want to, because I, cause I uh, my biggest problem with this movie I want to talk about is, it, this seems like no one on the earth knows what a mental disability is. Like mm-hmm. no one knows about it, and so the fact that he's acting this way is like so foreign to them, and, and, and they're like, of course he should just, w- everything he's doing is because he's bad, everything Sam is doing is because he's ill-equipped to be a parent, and not because of his mental disability. So, I want to talk about like the there's a scene where he gets kind of picked up by a prostitute, <laughs> and which is weird because he's the one who's getting picked up on, he, he's not picking one up, and no one like gets that he that, that like it seems like they don't understand that like he was just trying to be friendly to someone and that turned into him, you know, uh, getting arrested for being involved with a prostitute. And it's like, even the police, they, they let him go, not because he has a mental disability. They're like, this is the first like John I've ever met who like kind of really thinks he, he doesn't get what's going on. Like he doesn't realize it, but they'd never mention like, Oh, like he has a, he has a mental disability. That's why this happened. Like no one acknowledges that and it's it's even like throughout it's just like throughout the whole movie like the way the way his lawyer Rita talks to him it's like it's almost like she's like doesn't understand that like he's not competent in the way like your average adult is and i think the whole movie is that way and it, it this for a movie that i think is trying to tell a story about uh mental disability it like kind of every character is like uh doesn't even realize that it's even a thing so oh, that's what i think yeah, every,
2: every time anyone communicates with him it's like you like, which how do you not know how to do this Yeah exactly well, like when, they're, when the when she's like uh, he's talking to the therapist and he's like because it's a court case you understand like the confident like us being I f- I forget what the word is but uh like the doctor patient confidentiality or whatever is right. waived and like dude like you know like the, he doesn't know what that means like
0: there's the first judge that he interacts with who like when he loses custody or no when he's yo yeah is it when he loses I can't remember the first judge he talks yeah. to, the female judge, and mm-hmm. and and she's talking to him like he's a regular person. It's like I've interacted with people with mental disabilities. Like I understand that there's a way, and uh, a, a way to communicate with them, and it feels like no one in this movie understands that, which is so weird because like that's what this movie is about, and it feels like no one gets it. So
1: it's so I, weird. Well, and so I have, I feel the same. I understand everything you're saying, but I feel op- the opposite. I think what's nice is that they're not making it about his disability. They're, um, you know, they're, they're, they're treating him like a human and treating him like a person. And I think that's, that's actually a a, a more noble way of, of portraying them. And I think the problem then you see is that you can't treat someone um, like this, like, like it highlights the fact that you cannot treat someone with uh, a mental disability as a human, and then also make the uh, case that they are
0: competent to, have a child i agree with what you're saying i I think you can treat a person with a disability like a human but also understand kind of the limitations that surround that and you can still you can still have like a positive good interaction with them without without like that's not i just think there's a disconnect i think between all the characters in this film and when they talk to sam because sam sam is treated just like a regular guy that's why the prostitution scene makes no sense to me because I would
1: think it makes no sense because why that why did he get arrested when literally nothing happened? Yeah, like that, that, that that's really that. like it, Roger uh, Roger even even wrote like it's the first time that anyone's ever been arrested with. For, for um the for solicitation, they said like it's the first time solicitation, I believe. Solicitation—that's like, the word I wanted to use. Yeah. Yeah, but he was like, "It's the first time I believe the that he really didn't know." And it's like it's also like the first time that anyone's been arrested without ser- services being discussed or right. or payment pa- paper yeah. changing hands. Like See,
0: that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's why this the way that people interact with Sam makes no sense to me because like it's so obvious that like I mean it's it's clear that his character has like shortcomings that uh, you know you need to you need to act and treat him a certain way and it's like no one in the actual film realizes that they all just talk to him and they they, like rita she like we said like oh could you stop being difficult or like the uh I, i think i think a good example of when it works is when you know when they go to like that uh, bob's burgers or something like that
1: yeah bob's big boy
0: yeah and and the waitress doesn't like understand how to deal with them and that's actually like that actually makes sense like if you haven't interacted that, that, with a person scene, like that, that scene fits. That, that's like the yeah. one time where they actually like it, it seems like this is a person who doesn't like know how to interact with sam and doesn't know that he is because he's he looks like a functioning adult with a a seven-year-old daughter which i love that they they really set that up throughout the movie he has a very strict routine they go to the same place everyone knows him he knows uh exactly what he's going to do every day and the the whole burger place is is clearly put in there to like create tension and, and a kind of a scene where he's out of his element um But that's, like, that waitress, the way she interacts with him is, like, actually how I think a person would interact if they, like, if they don't know how to interact with someone with a mental disability. But everyone else in the movie just treats him like he's a regular guy, and then they're surprised when he doesn't, like, react as a regular guy. It's, like, shocking to them somehow. And I'm, like, I I have interacted with, with people with mental disabilities, and, like, I understand that there's a way you act. And somehow no one in this movie that revolves around a character with a mental disability, they don't know how to act. So like that's like that's like really poor writing on my part, like on their part. Like I think it's like they they just don't even understand the premise of their own movie.
1: Yeah, but I think that's the point. It, it, that's why it's it's a good story to tell is because so many people don't know how to react or 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 interact with people with mental disabilities because it's not something that they deal with every day. Like the fact that Rita yeah. is so insensitive is I think a good point like okay, yeah, you we you really need to start to be around these types of people to get into their heads to understand how they see things because a lot of us are very callous and think that they're not, they're not functioning at all. Like, they don't have redeeming qualities at all because they're just annoying and they're just large, non-functioning adults. And I think they, they really do try to set it up like we, we need we, – it's idealistic – It's kind of naive. We all need more love and acceptance for everybody is the overall message. And I think it works for the way that everyone deals with Sam. But I do see what you mean. Like, I do feel like you could have had more of, like a single character, like, no,
0: you can't talk to him that yeah. way, like like some even sort of the, guidance counselor yeah. or even like a government th- agent that's that my should problem. clearly be in that's charge That's my biggest his problem life. is the social workers who are involved in this case, they don't even, like, interact with him the way you should. Like, oh, they, yeah. like, they yeah. don't even – like, mm-hmm. so my sister is literally going to school for social work, and, and she has classes where you – you know, I, how do you deal with cases that involve, like, people with mental disabilities? Like, I – it is – it is factual that these kinds of people who are involved in this social work should actually know how to do this. Like, that should be like, a level of expertise they have. Mm-hmm. But even the social workers in this movie, they seem to not understand why he is the way he is. Like, it, it, makes, it's just, it's, it's, it takes me totally out of the movie because like, I'm just a regular guy and like, I get it. How are all these people who are involved in, in, in basically the overall like, huge life-changing event that is about to take place in Sam and Lucy's life, they seem to be totally inept and they do not get it at all. And it, that's what's, like, so jarring about this movie. It's like it, this is your topic, but you don't even understand the topic you're talking about because all your characters don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's – I'm, I'm getting, like, really hyped about this. I just – that's, like, a big problem <laughs> I have with this. It's like I don't it, think – I don't – like, I'm viewing this, and, like, I get it, but every character acts, like, the opposite of how you'd expect someone to act.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would
0: be understanding or sensitive to it. I see exactly. What you mean. There's, there's a great line. Yeah. there's such a good line. Uh, Rita is talking to the lawyer, uh, the prosecuting lawyer Turner, and she's like, "Have a monicum of respect for like for Sam and what's going on in this case." And like, literally, like a scene earlier, she's she refers to him as a retard. I was like, she doesn't even have respect. Like, no one gets it in this movie. It's like all this dialogue is meant to like. I think kind of. Paint this picture of Sam in a certain way, but it's like all the characters surrounding it don't even get it either. Like, she tells a guy to have a modicum of respect. She has no respect herself, and I don't think it's, like, her fault as a character. I think it's the writing. Yeah. Well, I think it's the the purpose. The the movie doesn't even realize what respecting these people even is.
1: Yeah, I think it's meant to make her look like an even more smarmy and uh, manipulative lawyer because that's a part of her arc is in – she's so two-faced – I mean
2: like they have the discussion Sam's like do you believe in me do you think that I that I deserve to have my daughter back she's like it doesn't matter what I think and it's like yeah yeah so so that's that's
1: why I'm okay with with him with her saying that to Turner because she's meant to be duplicitous like that's that's it's not a fact that she doesn't know how to interact with Sam it's the fact that she's in work mode and she needs to lie and make she needs to make oh she needs to make a huge case she has nothing to work with so all she can really do is
0: is attack yeah And, and I think that's why it needs to be that way okay that's a, that's a good way to put it just like in the moment when i watched the movie i was like what like <laughs> i was like you're not even respectful and you're going to go after him for not being i was like dude you're the w- she's like i don't know she's not a great character in this i think she's terrible yeah as a uh, character
1: no but she has like which
0: ch- i think is kind of the point is like you build up all these like really bad characters who have these really awful qualities and i think it then it just reinforces the fact that sam is actually a really good dad mm-hmm. I, this i think a lot of this movie and the characters surrounding him is just supposed to build yeah. on the fact that like even though he has this disability he's still like like we keep su- we keep saying it's like all you need is love and he just loves his daughter and he's just trying to do right as best he can and i think it helps his character come across as like very sympathetic and you root for him because everyone else surrounding him is fucking awful
2: well yeah and then they're supposed to supposedly like like she gets better throughout the film like yeah yeah i mean at the end of she's like she's she's like i think i've earned i've gotten more of this relationship than you have yeah. and she like leaves her husband cause she's cheating on him what she would have done without him saying stuff right like, she's spending more time with his her kid and all all this stuff and it's just it's very over like just very blatant like you, it's obvious to me oh yeah, like, yeah. It's not. and
1: especially like how she delivered that line she's like oh I worry Sam yeah. and it was just like the uh, I worry about uh, Sam uh, that Annie said um, in her testimony Uh, when she was when she was testifying um, you know I worry I worry that if they take Sam away from this girl she'll they'll take a piece away from her and then at the end you knew you you could tell it was it was set up for this really melodramatic line then like I I worry Sam I worry that I got more out of this relationship than than you did and I was like I could like i cringed before she even said it because it was it was a cringe setup and i yeah. was like no 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 you don't need right. to do it like that because it's
3: mm.
0: so i want to talk about another bit of scenes i don't like is it, this is why it kind of feels exploitive to uh disabilities to me uh there's the scene where they're trying to find good school shoes for lucy i
1: love that i love that ah. scene
0: I actually, so part of it is really great is uh, that's Brett Spinner is the uh, the guy who is like the payless guy who's helping him find shoes. That's Data. He plays Data in all the Star Trek movies. And oh. he's in... Uh, he's oh, in, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah oh. it's Brett Spinner. Uh, yeah, I, I like had to pause it and be like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, he's in this movie? It's just such a little <laughs> minor role. I was like, that's Data right there. Uh, it's great. Um, My problem with that scene is, I think it's all like played for laughs, which is why I think it's like they're not taking these mental disabilities seriously. It's like they 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 make like jokes about like oh these shoes are light up or the one guy who's like very paranoid he brings like this, like set of like stilettos with like animal print on them that are clearly not it's clearly she she can't wear them and so it's like it's that's why I think it's like it's it's like making fun of them well, in see, their own movie I don't but think the it's point necessarily is making to, yeah.
1: fun of them I think it's that that they don't see everything all the way they don't see they don't see the entire point of everything the. uh it's very much like um you know i i'm i am an individual i don't uh, um you know like brad like saying these shoes light up and i think yeah. it's funnier to us because oh he's not you know he's he's uh mentally disabled well, okay. it's funny for See, that I reason but i think yeah. he's i think he's being like you know he's being dramatic he's trying to make a joke like as an actor playing a version of himself who has a mental disability that would be something that he would actually say and i think that's i think he understands i think i think it would be disingenuous to say that that's exploitative if he is himself the one doing it. I think he is so, to say that he isn't self-aware enough to understand that 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 is self-exploitative. I think is is reading too much into it for us. If he is willing to do that line, he I think he understands and wants to wants to to humanize and not make like not make it awkward to be
0: like we look we're real people we we can make jokes and we understand. I, yeah, I think the only reason it's funny is because he's he has a mental disability. That's I why I think with it's that. exploitative. I think if yeah. I did
2: that, I think it'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. I, that's just the same. It's like I've done stupid stuff like that, like shopping with my niece and stuff like that. I think he's trying to make a joke, necessarily. And Like I uh, think maybe not like, okay. maybe not like his character necessarily, but like the actor. I believe is like he knows it's going to be funny. Yeah, and I think that's the point. Yeah, because I like, agree with like the way you. I was the way you stated. It, I was, I'm, I'm on board with that for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't know.
1: I. That's I, why I love that scene. I think it's. Uh, I think it's really sweet, and I think it's really funny too. Like at the end, like, dude, does she get a balloon? Or does only she get a balloon? Yeah. Or all of us I and guess. then they walk out all with balloons because it's like it's like fun like there are real people that do have it's and more beetle stuff yeah, than two and yeah it yeah. is more 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 beetle stuff but it's like you know oh we you know we're allowed to have childish desires but it's also like you can express childish desires they're a part of like the message of the film like it is okay we accept it why don't you because the more people that look at things this well, this way you know the all the, the better the world will be like that's it feels like it's tone deaf because they're, they're uh, mentally disabled, but they're also playing on the fact that we allow people with those disabilities to feel those types of things but because, because we think that they don't understand the real world. But right. we're trying to say that the real world needs more people like this.
0: I guess – I mean, I get what you're saying. I just – that scene did not play well to me. It, it feels like it's funny because they're disabled in a way – and not because they're just actually funny or it's actually funny dialogue or what they're that's that's my problem with it is it feels like it's it feels like it's played for laughs because of the mental disability and not because the actual dialogue or whatever they're doing is actually funny and that's why like it, it I had a big disconnect with that so, but I get what you're saying like don't get me wrong like that that actually makes sense and if you have more background on like the the people who are in these roles who do have a a mental disability and if they think it's funny and they want to kind of communicate this message that like hey we can also be funny we can also just interact and have a good time and yeah and, and we can be a part of the world then i get i get what you're saying i just think the way that that the way that this movie plays out some of its stuff especially when the whole gang is together it feels just like it's always played for laughs and like the only way you can use a disabled person in a film is to be funny and that's why that's why the that exploitative term i keep using mm-hmm. that's why i bring it up is because they there's not a dramatic scene with them. It's always like, oh, remember this guy who, like, kind of doesn't really get it? Like, oh, this is him being funny again. That's why, like, I don't – that's why I don't love how they're used in the film as I, because it feels like it's always for laughs. Here's
1: a fun thought experiment. So let's take Brad when he hits the shoes together and they light up, right? Imagine John C. Riley playing himself in that, in that role. That would be funny, right?
2: I would say so. That's, that's why I'm on board with you on this.
0: Right? Now, yeah. Now take John C. Riley of Talladega Nights fame. Exactly, yeah. Or Step walk Brothers. I don't, or step brothers. Like... <laughs> I don't know why you like. this. hard. Yeah, walk, oh, hard. walk hard. Yeah. Or he's now... also in the new Kong movie too. So... Oh, he's great in Kong. I actually really, I <laughs> actually really like Kong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I think it's a really good movie. Of now, all the of all the Godzilla kind of universe, I think Kong is like one of the top ones. <laughs> but Anyways, John C. Riley. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, now Thought and experiment. now
1: and now take him out and replace him with tom cruise and have the same thing yeah it plays different but it's still kind of goofy yeah. because it's a it's a deconstruction of i would this feel idea like tom cruise just being so, insane so Jayden, Jayden, yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Jaden says that like so he goes out with his niece and he would probably do something like that it's yeah. funny because you're trying to be goofy to make your kid laugh like a kid yeah. you're with laugh it's it, the thing is like i don't think the way it's portrayed in that scene is they're not trying to be goofy to make lucy laugh they're Goofy because they have a mental disability, and I think that's and that's your, why. That's I, think why that's, I think
1: that's our baggage yeah. as people who are higher functioning yeah. bringing that to them.
0: And yeah, and again, like obviously, my take is different than your guys, but like that's how it played out to me, uh, and that's why I think if, if, if uh, John C. Riley, is it John C. Riley? Yeah, it's John just C. It. Okay, I don't know why I thought I was saying it wrong. <laughs> uh, that's why it's like if it's John C. Riley doing it, I I know it's for laughs because he's funny and he's doing it to get a laugh. I felt like the way it was shown in this film it was they were not trying to get laughs but the way it's filmed and the way it's portrayed is for the audience to get laughs. And and I thought it was kind of taking advantage of So the of character like the character
2: in the movie isn't trying to get a laugh. Yeah, that's what I thought. but like the movie is trying to get a laugh. Yeah, itself. exactly. Yeah,
0: okay. it, that's that's why that's why I think it's kind of it's exploitative of the disability because it's like it's funny because they're not all there. Well, you know that's like humor in general. Like you can think of like any movie
1: that like they're not trying to get a laugh in the film, but it comes off as funny as to us. Yeah. You know, like dear Lord, baby Jesus. Yeah. Like that's not he's not trying to make a joke. Six pounds, seven <laughs> ounces, baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's funny to us. Yeah. So I, think I love just, that movie. Yeah, I think that's just the way you. Yeah. Hung- uh humor functions better when it the, is the audience interplay and not the on the screen i think like the that. other
0: big difference is we're talking about john c riley who is primarily in comedies so i know that i'm supposed to laugh at this this yeah, is but that, it's also that a goofy, scene, yeah that and that's why i said like I with uh yeah.
1: like tom cruise right it's it's, it's different, different but it's still like you know like he's trying to you know we're looking for good sturdy school shoes with uh. these
0: shoes light up yeah yeah. Uh. yeah all right well i mean we can move on for this i think i've Gotten off my soapbox. I, I just, I just don't like the way that that scene's put together. Yeah, no, that's um, fair. I think you just need but to work I, on it. But I, yourself. agree that you guys have. <laughs> 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 that's good. <laughs> um, no, and I, I don't disagree with what you guys are saying. It just, well, it like, still doesn't fit it so right and for I, me, I So I, I mean, I
2: believe you that like I agree with you that they're t- like they're using the disability is almost like a ticket seller instead of uh, like an educational purpose or like a way to show right. like a, a true story like something that's sentimental. They're using it to make money
3: yeah yeah all
0: right calvin uh i think you have, do you have more topics for us to go over
1: so the the last thing i want to talk about is we haven't talked about her enough i think is is lucy and dakota fanning right um yeah. and i think this is it's it's part and parcel of the the thing they brush over the biggest uh of why this why the whole conflict is arising in the first place like they keep talking about math and, and intelligence and geometry and those types of things but it's it's this um, psychological idea of parentification. An uglier term for it is emotional incest. It's this oh, idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think in our last review, we did it. I said self-cest about Lucky. <laughs> dude, everything about cest is like a, just so gross to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's the idea that a, a child takes on the emotional support. They're They're a partner to their parent and their growth as a human is stunted because they they have to take on more um qualities uh, of like an adult that they're not ready for they haven't grown enough to actually be able to learn any of that and it it it, it drives a lot of complexes in uh in people um in, into adulthood it's a, it's a massive massive problem but they just keep talking about her like you know she's too smart for him but That's the thing yeah. is, there's so many times where like like the like one of the first ones um was you know you're different than other daddies oh oh sorry sorry and she realizes oh he needs to be comforted yeah and she puts out her. or hand
2: she purposely like, like misreads the words and yeah because like they that. they yeah. show
0: like a couple scenes earlier that she she's teaching him yeah. to read it and now she can't read it so yeah.
2: immediately when like when the time uh elapsed or whatever and like it was the baby became Dakota Fanning. I was like, okay, so obviously she's going to be the mature character in this movie because yeah. that's the way she is in every movie that she's in. So that's just a perfect it. casting for obviously this role. We is talked
0: about it earlier because it's the same in like uh, War of the Worlds, Worlds yeah. where like Tom Cruise is doing all this stuff and yeah. and she's like better at some of it than he is. Like she's like more aware of what's going on than yeah. he is. She's a great actress. I think. Oh. I think she. she as far the as movie, Justin Timberlake yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. and what so, is it? Out of time. Yeah, or? yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and she tells she's such a great. Um, Way she tells emotions with her body and with her eyes.
3: Her eyes are bonkers, especially in this movie, dude. And she
1: she knows exactly what response she's gonna get out of an audience. The way she averts her gaze uh, at certain places, it's there's like or like my favorite my favorite scene is that that one where um you know I thought when Turner's questioning her and they're all in that little room and Sam's in the in the courtroom watching her on TV and uh, um. He was like, uh, didn't, uh, so you just had a birthday. Did you open your presents? She was like, oh, no. And then she was like, oh, well, yeah, I did. I actually, I got the, I got the white album, uh, limited, di- the help album, limited edition. He's like, well, you just said that you're, um, you didn't open your presents, and your friend told us uh, because your friend told uh, everyone that uh, you were, you said you were adopted.
0: Why, why would he a say it? Dick. Yeah, he is a dick. Dude, I hate that. I, I In my notes, I, I spelt his name C O N N E R to be different from mine. That's Well, that's, that's actually what he <laughs> is. is. <it>? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> On purpose, I was like, oh, he's not the same kind of Connor <laughs> yeah. as me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I spelt his name differently in my notes. So I was like, I, was like I, I refuse to be associated with this young man. <laughs> yeah. But then he
1: asked her, is like, so why would he say that? And she looks at him with, like, uh, you know kids lie all the time and i wrote down little girl swag like oh man yeah. Yeah. I like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like she just absolutely yeah. owned him and like, right and it was like it was so believable that she was acting to lie and it was you could it wasn't like she was trying to be like uh genuine she was being genuine in a lie, which was a weird meta kind of yeah, idea. Yeah, that's like, a good way to put it. Yeah, um, and so that's fantastic. And then, like, the other one that really got me is when she when she first moves in with Lord Dern's family, right? And um, he co- shows up with all the dogs, and she runs out of the house, and he's like, "Lucy," and she's like, "You never called. You never came. Like you forgot about me. You don't love." And that was just like.
0: Oh, it it really tugged on the heartstrings. yeah strength. I was trying at that yeah. point it again <sighs> again yeah this movie is I think while we have our problems with it clearly it, it did it does have some really good like spots that just like, yeah, kind of so, hit you emotionally so, yeah the emotional aspects
2: yeah. of this are done very well yeah
1: like, yeah it hit me. and and that's what's so so sad is there's so much promise here but and I think I think a big part of what like what drove a lot of critics scores it's routinely rated under like five on a 10 scale it's around like three or four for some people and i think that it's because you can see so much promise and so much potential, and it's just wasted yeah. on on poor directing, poor scripting, poor camera. I mean, like the other thing, things, like everything's blue. Like I don't the know the whole movie. Why is, dude. Yeah, why yeah. is it like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> besides besides
2: the foster home, which I think is like a red reddish, like yeah, it's actually.
1: Yeah. I, I went back when I watched the second time. It's really only um the um hospital it's the um social worker area um when he's interviewed for the um for with his psychologist and then the courtroom and yeah. it's to me it, i think it's meant to reflect this uh idea of conflict and like cold objectivity right um you know this is you know it's us versus the world type thing no one sees me the way it is but i
2: then i guess yeah the tone is a little bit warmer Yeah, towards the end of the movie, which the end of the movie is also just like incredibly rushed, in my opinion. Like it's just like all of a sudden, like oh, everything's fixed. Oh boy, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like that, that, that. I still don't even know what happens. Yeah, well, that's that to me is the moral of this story. It's the that is what your film should have been about. It should have been it should have been talking about like how like a very real like this is how I interact with the world. I fail at things. I screw up, and like. It's it's all about the other characters after a while, yeah. and it's not about like living as someone with whose autistic tendencies, but it's it's how we create family structures and support structures. Like who the it, the the final scene with everybody at the soccer field shows the Foster family. It shows Rita and Willie. Right. It shows the posse. It shows um, Sam
0: and. I want, I want no, Annie wasn't there. Um, I like I like I that I, message at know, the Annie, end. Annie Annie's yeah.
3: gone
2: after she never appears. Yeah, yeah I think it's
0: good. I cover. like the whole phrase like it takes a village, you know, it's like yeah. and I like that they portrayed that at the end of the movie. I just, and I I just
1: feel like they didn't do a good enough job. They like uh, throughout the whole thing like it it was very like feel good goofy like everyone's running around in a circle at the end, because we're all just filled with joy and and nothing matters, because we're all here to love and
0: support right. each other. I actually, I actually really hate that. if we do if we want to like kind of are yeah. we are we doing stuff we want to talk about the end? Yeah, I yeah. I actually really I, I agree with Jane. It's like an oddly ambiguous ending where it's like he's like okay, he goes to Lordurn, he's like I need your help. So does he get her back? Does he like keep her or is he like just no more idea. Is he just more involved with her living at the foster home? Okay, which like, would be
2: the, the best solution yeah. in my brain, also is like having Laura Dern and then keep keep Lucy in yeah, have what I'm him and be like a I don't part really know. Life, yeah. Which is like to me the best solution.
1: Yeah, when she keeps sneaking out to their house um yeah. when uh when he when he moves, that's that's the ideal situation. She's she's close enough that a seven year old could he's close enough that a seven year old could walk to his house in the middle of the night repeatedly and be safe that that time of proximity is
2: safe as, yeah i mean i'm just saying it's I mean, like safe what is as the...
1: Alou- as the uh as the film allowed because yeah. like
2: as she's climbing down these sketchy ladders and climbing up the same sketchy ladder like to get yeah. to his like second yeah. story I balcony just, yeah, yeah i just yeah.
0: i just don't get how it ends so it just it just goes from laura him and laura dern talking to like a soccer game it's yeah. like so who has custody is he keeping track of her and she's helping or is laura dern Keeping track of her and he's helping. Yeah. Like it's like uh, it's oddly ambiguous for a, a kind of a story that you want. Points. You want closure for? Because yeah. it was just yeah. the like, whole point of this film is to like you go through all these these court hearings and it, the whole point is to get closure. Like who? Yeah. Like how so, do oh, you, it's, how it's, does this end? It's it basically no we got to
2: wrap this thing up. Like let's let's get yeah. done with it and like we'll, we'll, what's the story? And he like who gives a shit? What's this and list? it's yeah. like yeah,
0: it, it, it's like you know what? Like it doesn't matter. We'll we'll just have a, a fun heartfelt thing where he's the he's the referee and he's gonna do funny like uh, dance motions and I feel like Sean Penn was just like they they were just like do whatever you want and we'll just, he just like it. follows her to the yeah. goal
2: too I'm like this
0: referee Dude, is so back. awkward yeah exactly I but yeah. I think
1: it calls back to the beginning when we were talking about how he directed um, TV shows it feels like the ending of a goofy CW show yeah it does it, does. it totally yeah. does
0: you're absolutely right it's it's a really weird ending I didn't like it a uh, single bit. Uh, it, it, yeah, I, I've never seen this movie, but every time he was like doing a goofy thing in that ref's outfit, I thought of that movie, kicking and screaming. That oh, uh, you've Will, never seen that? I've never seen that. That either. Will Ferrell's yeah. in? Yeah, but that's all, I, all. All that popped in my head was the cover of that film. Like I was like, this is probably what kicking and screaming is. Like <laughs> it's so weird. Like it's just a yeah. It's a it is a totally unsatisfying ending to a, a movie that I thought could have at least closed out well because I think everything was like the foster family and kind of how they, how are they going to move forward with this relationship and, and how involved is Sean Penn's character going to be? What's kind of the total conclusion of, of Lucy's life. And it's closed out in this like really ambiguous way and it's totally unsatisfying. (laughs) That's what I think. Yeah.
1: And, and yeah, that's how I think too. It's like your, your tension didn't get solved. Like your whole, what is your movie even trying to say? I, I yeah. can't.
0: I can't get it. Other than like, that's the note I made. That's kind of like the closing thought. Mm. What is this movie even about? <laughs> like, what? I, like, I don't even know what it's about. Is it? Is it to shed light on mental disabilities and how we should interact and treat these people? Uh, is it about? Is it about like uh, custody? Is it about what? What? What point is it appropriate to remove a child from a home because it's it's hindering them? Or at what point do you keep a child in the home because it would hinder them to be removed? Is it about? Uh, I mean. I just don't even. I don't understand what the message is in this movie at all.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's to make money. That's why I have the problem with yeah. them exploita-
0: yeah. the exploitation because it doesn't have an ending. It doesn't
2: seem like a real story. Yeah. It just seems like yeah. you guys made money off of this, and that's the whole point. My yeah. my big issue is
0: just like it because it, it tackles like a really I think a, 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 a an issue that should be talked about. Like at yeah. what like, and a beautiful story we, could be there. Then, yeah. yeah, absolutely. This this movie should have been played like purely drama and i think it should have been more Mm -hmm. um i think what makes this movie would have made this movie better is like make it like a courtroom drama surrounding this specific case of a father with a mental disability and at what point is it appropriate or inappropriate to remove the daughter from that uh from that situation and i think if you if you make it really dramatic i think then then this movie is really good my problem is like it's it's the score it's kind of the way they set up scenes it's the way they play things for laughs that it's like all the drama is kind of taken out of this movie because just the way people act around each other it's like it doesn't seem real i think if you make this like a just all about like kind of the court case it's it's a really important issue and i think it should be talked about but it's like this movie totally like misses the mark on that for me like that i i think that's what would make this thing better which is why i'm so disappointed in it because it is it's a it's a it's a really cool important issue that is just told poorly.
2: Yeah, it's like a slow-pitched softball, like, is pitched to them, and then they just come just short of a home run. Yeah. It's, it's like the way it feels. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's
0: just, it's such a good idea, which is why when this was recommended, I, like, saw the synopsis for it, and I, I kind of was aware of what this movie was about. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be, like, hardcore drama. And it's not. It's, like, so goofy. The movie is so yeah. goofy. Mm-hmm. And to its detriment, I think. That's exactly. Absolutely. That's what's weird. absolutely.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I agree. So, I... I I think we're we, we we wrapping up on this one. Yeah, I,
2: I guess we we'll go go ahead and give ratings here. Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm gonna give
0: this. Uh, yeah. So
1: what what did you? Yeah, Ringo stars. So, yeah. Ringo so
2: stars. so I just did members of the Beatles was my thing. Like so, <laughs> basically one through four kind of yeah. anomaly. And I gave it I gave it one Ringo star, which is worth about one and a
0: half Beatles. So okay. <laughs> yeah. Or like one Beetle. Sorry, not one and a half. Yeah, I, yeah. This is probably like, like maybe. There's enough there that I. I feel like this could have been really good. It just executed badly. So I'm not going to knock the movie for like its premise because it is good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of the performances are good. Like I said, like Sean Penn, I'm, I'm, I'm like really sold that he is – I know he's a big-time actor. Yeah. But I, he really sold me on the character he was playing. So I, I'm going to give it points for that. And Dakota Fanning I think is great in this. Uh, I, I kind of criticized the the kid in Loki, the yeah. lo, kid kid <laughs> Loki, when we did our review of that. And he's like way older than Dakota Fanning is in this. Yeah, but Dakota, Dakota, yeah, Dakota, Dakota it's, it's Fanning is, a, is amazing in yeah, this. She's like, also yeah. like
2: done more movies
0: before this. Happened. Yeah, but still, yeah. it's like that's a She's like a really kid actor, and, yeah. and she did great in this. So I'm not, I'm not gonna knock the movie for that. There's enough in this movie that I can be happy with. So I'm not gonna like really beat it to death. But uh, this is like maybe like uh, two or three Ringo stars. Even still, even still with that, it's like I just think it's 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 such a good story. Had so much potential and just didn't reach it, and so like I get uh, this loses a lot for me because of that.
1: Yeah. Were your Jane? Were your Ringo stars out of four? So
2: mine was one out of the four based on the Beatles members. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So okay. it's a, so it's basically a two and, and a half out of ten. And This is
0: like a one star then, in terms of the Ringo stars. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I thought it was out of ten. Out of ten, it's a two or three. That's
2: what I said. I gave it two and a half out of ten. It's yeah. basically the math
0: there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know where. Where to put it?
2: Um, I mean, based on your rating scale, it'd be like a point zero three. Yeah, Dude, it's so <laughs> it, it, the thing. The thing is, you is shoot that so low on everything.
1: <laughs> I know, but th- I think here there are higher points than anything like in Black Widow or Loki. Th- despite the fact that I find everything else so 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 much worse, right? It's it's more uneven than it is overall a mess
0: um, conceptually, right? So. That's a good way to put it. I think conceptually, this movie's great. Yeah, it just the, the execution is so poor to me.
1: Yeah, and I think what's also the one the one thing I was like, okay, okay, this is a movie about mentally disabled people. Let's go back and look at reviews back then. Like, what was um, was there was this controversial and. Almost nothing I could find was controversial. Everybody. Well, was no, like,
2: because before this was Forrest Gump and What's Eating Gilbert Grape and Rain Man, and it went up to this. Yeah, movie. so it would have been okay. To I think yeah. they were taking be. advantage of a market of already three successful movies. Right.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. I just felt like this was like this one was like let's let's try and make a real character with all of the idiosyncrasies of someone with autistic tendencies, and I, I was expecting there to be more more controversy than there was, and I think that it plays uh, exactly how you would expect that this was so good that no one really had any complaint about it. I think you could have made this film, um, now, and there probably would be more controversy. Because, oh, absolutely. Like, because of That's what I'm is, But like, I, don't yeah. that it, I don't think that, I don't think that, I still think that people will come back and say, yeah, but Sean Penn's, um, performance was still good and not something that would be canceled. Yeah. It would be just everything like you were talking about, how they played up the other, the two that did have disabilities right. playing versions of themselves, that being tone deaf.
0: Or just like the, the, some of the the referring to these people the way they do it is is it would be so out of place right now that's why i like watching it i was like i was kind of shocked and and again this movie came out 20 years ago so it's you can have something that's a product of its time and it's still relevant and appropriate to watch but i don't if you release this movie now with the exact same dialogue i mean this is a this is an absolute like headline (laughs) <laughs> Everyone would be so mad about that. They'd be like, "Sean Penn should never work again," or, or, yeah. or, or mm-hmm. uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, because the way she yeah, refers she, to yeah, them, because it, like, she actually says it. Yeah, it would actually be. It, yeah, that's like that was that's like a cancel culture's wet dream. Is this movie if it's released right now?
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's, so it would be absurd. I I give more um, I give more points for emotional pull um than I do com- comedy because I think comedy is a lot easier to do um than because. If, to get good emotion you have to create a realistic environment where this works or you have to have fantastic performances comedy is a lot easier to do um because it's just how you lead expectations and and context so for me like especially i think i think the the most important scene and i think what what everything kind of boils down to is when uh rita breaks down um literally she breaks down sam's wall and she pulls all of those cootie catchers whatever the hell he'd been making that whole time right and she's like i fail every day i um i my husband is screwing someone more more beautiful than me i have a son that hates me yeah you know and i think that is the heart of everything that they're trying to say and that scene right there like there's so many moments of those i'll give this uh i give it a so what is that like a two point. no, not a two
0: point. We had to do it in a one point seven five Ringo
1: star. star, which equates to like a four Ringo star on a ten star scale. <laughs> yeah. okay. okay. So I would say I would say four on a ten star yeah. scale. I, think, I that's,
0: think that's weird. This is I think the first movie that you've rated higher than me. Yeah, I don't I, get it's used to it. Definitely the first movie you rated higher than me. Yeah. yeah. Don't get used to it. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, and I get what you're saying. I think it's. Uh, there's Actually, I think you rated Lighthouse like, higher than I did. But yeah, like I mean. That, yeah. Oh well, that's different because that's like that was Calvin's yeah, that, baby. That was literally yeah. That literally was my wet yeah. dream to get like we yeah. two on the nose. But you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah. No, I'm, I, it's fine. And like you said, I, I agree with you. I think the there's really great. That's why this movie is so frustrating to me because it's like it's that's God. It's such a good idea, and it's just and there's so many good emotional scenes, mm. but then it's just like it's surrounded by garbage. And that's it, why it's, it's, so it's so hard it's so hard to watch this cuz it's like goddamn like just stick to your good idea and keep yeah. doing that I'd but actually, then they, they keep straying away
1: from it. Yeah, I'd actually call this film pretentious. The way they set up the, the drama is pretentious because it's unearned. You know? Right.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. So All right, so we got our ratings out. I think we're We
1: got shut up Bob
2: Kelso. Yeah, we didn't
0: talk about <laughs> him. Uh,
1: yeah, I he's actually. He's actually a really fair and decent judge. You know, a lot I of times. Think
2: he's the exact same character he is in Scrubs. Yeah, but the <laughs> same.
1: But like normally, you have like a judge that's like plays one side pretty hard. Like
0: I'm against this, but he was very like yeah. just. Yeah. That's, that's Ken. Ken Jenkins. We we actually. We thought he was dead. I had to look it up because <laughs> I think that was just me. And everyone <laughs> wanted to know because they had no idea because <laughs> no. they don't keep tabs on him he's anymore. Still, he's still mucking about. Uh, uh, yeah, no, you know, he, you're right. That's a good. That's a good point. He seemed like a fair judge who yeah. was like actually listening. It wasn't like a, ah, oh, get him out of my courtroom or or you know, it wasn't all this like. Yeah, It
2: wasn't
1: unnecessary it wasn't court weird courtroom drama. drama yeah. It was yep. all just coming he from the like being dumb. He seemed like a real dumb. judge,
0: judge yeah. almost. Yeah. So a lot of yeah. judges
2: portrayed in movies are not. They
0: yeah. seem very yeah. biased. It exactly. was it was cool watching this because it was so it was just so neat to see all these people who I, I know from other things. And, but to, yeah. just seeing them so yeah. young, I was like, oh, it's this person. Uh, oh, it's this one. One. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's this one. Like, yeah, Data. And uh, yeah. Uh, that
1: one. With, I didn't realize that one. And I can see that. Never no, watched Star Trek. Once you said that, though, no, I saw his
0: face. And I was like,
3: oh, my
1: God. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's Data with a little bit
0: more color. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's why. Again, that's I. I Is think he I, the one with
2: like the visor?
0: No, that's Jordy. Uh, okay, Jordy Laforge. Is he the guy with the head? Here, I'll He's show you. the guy who looks like an alien. I don't never He's seen an Star android. Trek. He's dude. an android. He's like really pale. He's like yellow eyes. You never seen Data?
2: Okay, I've seen him before, but yeah, I, I, just, I, yeah, don't, that's, that's know. I don't know. That's Brett Spinner. Yeah. I don't know who Data
0: is when you like say his name. What? Oh yeah. my god. Okay, that's uh, I, I've I love, seen. I've I Star seen Star two
2: Star, Star, Trek. Star Trek movies. It's the ones with Chris Pine.
0: Oh, okay. Those only I love. <laughs> I I <laughs> absolutely <laughs> love Star Trek. I I watched. Uh, it, Next Gen is the one I really am into. I love mm. Next Gen. So is
2: that the one with uh, Patrick Stewart?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so like, so he's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do we want to? Speaking of other things, do we want to get into what we're watching lately? <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Yeah. All right, so I, uh, just before you guys came over, I I finished Space Jam, uh, next new legacy, next legacy, Legacy or whatever. (laughs) Fuck, Braun. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, So I didn't watch this because I really wanted to watch it. It was more like, it's like a a curiosity of mine, because I, like, I, yeah, I know this is going to be bad. I have zero,
2: zero interest in watching this movie. Yeah,
0: and so, like, I I have some nostalgia from the first one. I liked it when it came out. I was a little kid when it came out, and, and I didn't even care for basketball, but I thought Michael Jordan was, like, really awesome. So I watched this only because I wanted to like experience like wh- how terrible a film can be. <laughs> um, uh, I don't want to hold LeBron James acting against him because I don't think Michael Jordan is especially good in the first one either. Michael, uh, LeBron James is terrible in this. Uh, he has no idea how to deliver a line. He's like talking to his kids like a robot would talk to a child. It, it is awful. Um, the other thing that's like just so bad about this is. Calvin has brought up that he thinks that Marvel films are just commercials for the next film. This is, like, literally, like, a two-hour presentation on, like, Warner Brothers, like, lineup of films. Like, uh, so, you know the game Kingdom Hearts where they, like, travel to different worlds and they're all, like, Disney-themed? LeBron James and his kid get, like, sucked into, like, an algorithm played by Don Cheadle, who is also fucking terrible in this. Um (laughs) And they literally, I mean, they literally Captain go through, Planet. they literally go through planets that are like worlds that are, this is Harry Potter world. And they're like, this is what LeBron James would look like in Harry Potter world. And they go through Matrix world where this is LeBron James in Matrix world. And eventually they arrive at like Looney Tunes world. But I mean, it's, it is literally, it, it is an absolutely a commercial for Warner Brothers properties. <laughs> it, it, it is almost like no, the whole first half of the movie is just like, let's check out what Warner Brothers has on the docket or what they have for you to check out. It is nothing to do with actual Space Jam. It has nothing to do with basketball. It has nothing to do with like the Looney Tunes or LeBron James even. It's awful. And I actually like, fell asleep partway through, so I don't even know the basketball scenes. I just know the beginning, the first half, is just bad. <laughs> and I think part of what makes it even worse is the way they treat LeBron James at the beginning of this. So the first Space Jam is Michael Jordan. It's about him failing at being a baseball player and i think it helps you like kind of gain sympathy for that character and like you want to see him succeed later because he's a terrible baseball player even though he's a great basketball player and so when you see him play basketball you're like yay lebron i mean uh, michael jordan doing a great thing this movie starts out with like it's a the opening credits is a is 4 or 5 minutes of lebron highlights and it literally talks about how like him as a prospect how he was like coming out of high school and he's a, a generational talent and then after these this this big highlight montage ends it's like a uh, a wide shot from like a like a helicopter or something like a, of of his like gigantic mansion compound like <laughs> that he lives on and and it's like uh, how do you have sympathy for this guy at all or like root for him at all it's like this is a uh, uh, what I think Jane was saying he's like the first athlete to become a billionaire he might about to be yeah he's about to become a billionaire how do you have sympathy for this character at all. Like, at least when the first Space Jam, it's, like, about Michael Jordan failing. Yeah. And the movie, in and of itself, is kind of a redemption when he becomes like, a, he plays basketball again. And the movie ends with him, like, getting back on the court as the Chicago Bull. Yeah. This movie starts out with LeBron James. It's like God. And then it, like, just continues to pump his tires. This movie is very fucking Le- wacko, so man. So that's very
2: LeBron James-esque. I am not a fan of him. I yeah. do not. I think he's basketball, but uh
0: Yeah, I absolutely give this every thumb down that you can – they can gather up. This movie is terrible, and it's, it's just – like, I, I will never complain about Marvel and uh, their kind of – how they commercialize their movies to kind of promote their other movies because this is awful. There's a point where LeBron James, like, he enters Toon World and he becomes a cartoon. And you know, like, when, like, Wile E. Coyote, like, falls into the ground and it's, like, kind of – he falls into, like, a silhouette, you know, and yeah. he crawls out of it, and it's, like, Wile E. Coyote-shaped. LeBron James falls into – and he crawls out of a Nike logo, like it's like that's what's in the ground, and he crawls out of a fucking Nike logo. It's, <laughs> it's fucking, fucking insane. Awful. It's awful.
2: It sounds awful. It just sounds the worst. Yeah, I just, I, yeah,
0: I will not, I will yeah.
2: not let my eyes be tortured by this. Again,
0: this is a movie I only watched because I have HBO Go and it was on, and I wanted, and I wanted to experience it that way. I can Show tell maps. other people to like not watch it. This movie is fucking awful. Yeah, it sounds more like you wanted like like a hate nap. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> so I want at- to nap. I want to be mad about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's awful. All right, I'm done. I'm yeah. done talking about how crappy this movie is. <laughs> so, uh, so
2: I've been watching season two of Dave, which is the rapper Little Dickies. <gasps> that come out? Yeah, it's. Oh, uh, I've been I think, waiting. I think episode okay. five or six now. Um, it is very different from the first season. Um, it's I I enjoy it, but I I understand like most people who like the first season actually don't like it. Really? Um, it's definitely like uh, so like at the end of the first season, it got a lot into like Gators depression and like. So a lot of the characters like he's more, like bipolar, yeah, yeah, like more in depth about it. And this this season it is just, I mean, you do not like Little Dicky, like, really. He starts to come like he starts to come around, but like, it's just it's very. But I think it's realistic because it's like about when he first got his big paycheck and like the, right. how he started changing, like how his, all his friends didn't like him and stuff like that, and like his dating life and things like that. And it's just. Some of the episodes, I I think they're done very well, and I, I'm I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Little Dicky in general, so. so
0: I love that show. Yeah. So I'm, i uh, yeah, because I was like checking Hulu when it was gonna come out, and yeah. I, I must have just lost track of it. I really like the first season, so I'm very excited yeah. to. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, I it's, really it's like an, the It show. is not
2: as funny, but I think it is better. Okay, yeah,
0: oh, I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, and then I haven't been watching much, um, other than what's what's for the, for our show, but another music, uh. Recommendation that I've I've been getting to is this band called Wardruna. Um,
0: they are. Can like you say how do you spell that that way if people want to check it out? Because I don't even know how to uh, spell w- what you just <laughs> said. Yeah, war <laughs> Druna. So,
1: Wardruna.
0: So W A R D
1: R U N A. But okay, know. so
2: for th- our American audience, Wardruna. Yeah. yeah that's okay. It. That's hey, what I f- said. <laughs> yeah, hey, you didn't say it very phonetic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, sometimes I can't even hear it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's um scandinavian folk um music so it's right. it's a lot it, they're they're really interesting uh musical phrases and modes that you don't hear um in a lot of american music and um the instrument tr- the instrumentation too is also very interesting but it has a lot of atmosphere but still melodic in a, in 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 a more um, minor, uh, minor sense, rather than a major sense, like our folk is generally consi- is generally of a, a more positive or fun tone, like yeah. Americana, gotcha. bluegrass, country too. Yeah. Well, I love it when you have yeah. these yeah music I, I
2: recommendations. Calvin has a pretty good taste in music, so like I mean, check it out. Like, you did a yeah. yeah.
0: You talked about Willow Smith last time, and it was great. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Hey, did yeah. you actually listen to her? I. Well yeah. then, I don't no. care. They <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just think it's, it's great that you have like this, like really wide range of, of things you listen to, and so I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, well, you showed us, okay, so we, we finished that podcast, and Calvin showed us for, like an hour, like different <laughs> artists that he likes, and so I added like a bunch of new stuff to my yeah, Spotify. Same, same. So Foxing great one. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh it was yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Got, yeah, yeah, you well, got I'm gonna, taste,
1: right? I'm gonna wait about Foxing, because that's coming out on August. Yeah, the new 6th. album. Whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah. Draw down
0: the moon. Oh. Yeah, so it wasn't to, mm. specifically Willow Smith, but after that, you just showed us a bunch of stuff, and I was like, okay, I'm putting that on my plate. And I was like, yeah, yeah. No, your, your, your taste is great, and it, you have such a wide range. So I I actually yeah. really like that uh, – because what are we watching lately doesn't need to be literally what are we watching. It could just be like, what are we into right now? Yeah. And so and I, I really love that you brought up some, some music because I think that's a great idea.
1: Yeah, and the way I like to collect music is um, – I have like, there's like some genres that I just like. Oh, more black metal, great! I need more black metal. I'll throw more black metal in. But generally, everything else is like, oh, this is unique. This is different, and and even if it's not necessarily a, gen- a genre that I I like, I'll just add it because oh, those are cool. Like I love Joywave. Joy um and Joywave has got me into a lot of other uh a lot of other bands in that in that type of like um electronic alternative style right. and his voice is, is so unlike anything else in any of my ca- in any of my catalog. But I just, you know, Shuffle for me is, you know, I mean, f- what I've added this month, I've got Dark tra- Tranquility, Wardruna, Skinned, uh, Maximum the Hormone, um, which is like... That's the- a dope name That's for a, great a fucking name. Name. <laughs> Okay, it's That's even better. It's name. like the Japanese version of System of a Down.
3: Ah, okay. okay. I like yeah. that a lot.
1: Yeah, and then like Aryan Maiden. So like, I've got like, this month has been interesting. That's great. It's actually been fairly
0: tamed compared to, like, my last three months. Holy. Well, that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I, with that, I think we're wrapping up. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm your host, Connor. And I have my co-host, Jaden. And former guest, Calvin. And Thanks for having me back. Yeah, and thank you for listening to Now This Is Podcasting.